Welcome to the Lighthouse Experiment, a Freedom Center Church podcast. And then the other stuff is going to Claire's Hope. I've yep. got stuff for Claire's Absolutely. Hope. Absolutely. And so basically what they do um, each year is they have the girls versus guys. And it's a big, like, whoever brings the most items. And it's a big, I, I don't know if they win a prize at the other week or something. Candy. Candy or something. I think the, yeah. the winning group gets the candy, like big candy bars. Okay. And I think the, how's it go? I think somebody gets smacked in the face with a shaving cream. Ooh. They did do that last time. If I'm not mistaken. I wonder what two years how they how they split it up. I can't remember. I don't know. I don't know. Oh the girl leader. What right? The girl leaders. I get think it's smashed. literally the girls versus the guys, yeah. I think you're right. So Yeah. That's good. This week I'm uh, driving to Florida with four kids. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's dumb. But hey, good luck. I'm I'm wearing my Mackinac Island, Michigan shirt, just kinda representing my home state, Michigan babe. But no, it's all good. Um I it's, have friends watch my kids. Florida, so. Nick sent me a screenshot today that said 97 degrees, but real feels 104. So at some point today, it was like super hot. And humid, man. Florida's no good. But hey, yeah. good luck in Florida. <laughs> so, I don't know. What do we want to talk about today? I don't know. Do you want to talk about the stuff going on at the church? I mean, what are you? Community? We can talk about that. I mean, we can talk about it's it's good to take time, you know. To take, yeah. uh, I think the point, the reason I want to do this here, is because kind of the uh, illustration is that the macro, all the things happening around us, God controls that. We can control the micro, like our thoughts, our words, what we're doing, our actions. You know, which. I just had an epiphany. We have Austin Blythe off camera here. Our in studio guest off camera. Our more support tonight. I loved it. (laughs) Live audience. I love it. But that answers the question you were asking me is just that you can only control really what we're like our thoughts and actions and stuff and all the big stuff around us. Yeah. All the people that come in and out of the day to day. That's just what they do is on them. Even though you want to correct them. Right? You sometimes want to shake somebody by the shoulders. Yeah. And say that the things that you perceive as bad isn't that bad. But also, it's not their fault. Right. I'll say it like this. I can remember when I went to Haiti the first time, there was a, you know, by that time, and I'm in my 40s when we first started coming to church here, and I've already been in the military and a paramedic for a long time. 
and but we went on the first trip to Haiti and coming back there was a couple young guys they were like they didn't we got to Atlanta and I like literally I went and got Chick-fil-A so I could eat it while I was in the Qdoba line <laughs> real real talk but like they were like I don't feel like I can ever eat again first world problems <laughs> because because you know we've been just in Haiti yeah. and they're starving I'm like no be yeah. no be like live in the blessing that you were born here yeah. in this country you yeah. know what I mean and there are modifications that you can make I mean I certainly do try to be less wasteful and oh, yeah. sort of yeah, certain yeah. things but if I like try to eat all the food on my plate just because you know there's starving kids in Africa you know the old saying right it's right. like me stuffing myself doesn't help another kid in in a way that I felt compelled to to do right. something for somebody another person and that would actually make a tangible difference you know and all the details so like this week there's down to simple things there's a beach tent that I was looking on um, getting on Amazon and it's one just it's got like an open kind of like almost mat that kind of lays out and it just pops up and stuff and I thought well I'll just wait until I get to Florida to get all that like one less thing to buy and one less thing to pack and I was talking to Josh Wiegand, Pastor Josh, on Sunday, and Lauren comes over. I'm telling her, telling him about, you know, blah 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 blah, and she's like, "Oh my word, I bought one, and I can't return it because it's outside the window of returning." Right. So she's on her phone looking it up. It's the exact same tent I was looking at getting. Oh, nice. So she put it on her front step and gave it to me. So like just stupid details. Right. And then last week I dropped Kalina off at Mega to have dinner with a friend, mm -hmm. and we we're she was seven minutes late getting there. So by the time I'm pulling out, just at that moment, Tracy Holcomb drives by and starts waving at me and like points for me to like pull over. I got to hug her one more time before she flew out to California. Oh yeah. Because I won't see her this week because I get home on Saturday. Right. So like just all those details, like God loves me so much that he let me hug my friend one more time because mm -hmm. I won't see her for a minute. You know, like just all that stuff. Because 30 seconds earlier behind, I wouldn't have seen her. Right. You know, so coincidences like that and all those things, um, you know, it's amazing how we get to have a participation in all the things that go on in each other's lives. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, even my feeling with that whole conversation in Austin was just like, it almost gets me, it gets me emotional because I'm like, I get to do what I do. I get to go home and do all the normal things with my kids because somebody else answered the call to go do the 12-hour shift on the rig or in the cruiser you know what I mean like that's the stuff that now that I see more I will never be in your shoes I will never fully understand unless I put on the uniform and went through the training and did all the stuff but now that I see a little bit more right. it makes me emotional thinking about it you know and I've talked about it before too just just the idea that I don't see just the truck going down the road now I actually see that there's Right. There's families, there's friends that are operating, you know, all that stuff. And somebody responded to my brother. Mm -hmm. Somebody was there in, in our family's crisis. Somebody, some sheriff had to wait at the neighbor's house until my parents got home to tell them what had right. happened. You know, like all that stuff. I like, I just see it differently now. I think for me, if I... Yeah, come right. in here. If you want to... Pop around, yeah. It's like mom and dad. Yeah, no, this is great. <laughs> No, I think for me, like, as a, because I came in as, like, a pre-med student not knowing, I was like, oh, you know, COVID's happening, might as well get my EMS license, they need help, and it was just kind of like this, like, casual thing, and then 
I do my training, whatever, and then I do my clinicals, and I'm like, whoa. Like, this is not what I was expecting. Like, I knew on paper what you're doing, but, like, to see, like, the culture and to see, like, it firsthand. And I think the biggest thing for me is, like, wow, like, even growing up, my mom, ER nurse, really, for 10 years, hearing all the stories. And you, like, see it in real life, and you're like, holy crap, dude, I had my head in the sand for the last, like, 10 years. And so when I went in, I was like, oh, this is going to be a fun little you know stepping stone now it's like oh my gosh like there's such a disconnect between like at least from my perspective pre-med kids who their dad's a doctor and they go to ann arbor and you know whatever they live this like super amazing life that they are able to like easily go to medical school and there's people that like literally have zero access to care and they call us for primary care services and they're like living in bed bugs and they have right. stuff all themselves and it's just like and hoarders yeah all yeah. this stuff so it's just been like the biggest yeah. eye-opening thing and as a like eventually a future position to see the disconnect in our healthcare industry where it's like a it's a huge problem that i didn't even realize that like how bad it really was so <laughs> like yeah it's it's crazy though because people don't you, you know for one, EMS first, like EMS providers, is, is we fall under the Department of Transportation. Yeah, federally, which is crazy. We're not even a medical service technically, right? Right. We're a transportation service, which is wild. But you know, it just—it's one of those things. And kind of because of that, in my practice, in my coming up, like nobody ever has considered themselves professional. Therefore. You know, yeah, there's it's just a little generation bit of that. We, after yeah. generation of, I mean, you see, you, you see how people act and stuff. Oh like yeah. And if you know, I've always kind of said, if you want to be act treated like a professional, you got to act like that. You have to act elite. You have to act like, like there was. <laughs> I think that somebody saw a post I made recently, and she didn't really understand what I was saying, so it was, she was offended, and there were some questions asked. But I, I had shared that, you know, I understand humility. I I can do that. I, can, I have that skill. Right. But at the same time, if I called 911, I'd want me to show up. Yeah. You know, and I'm, what I was trying to explain is But people is call 911 and they ask, is Jim Parkin working? <laughs> yes, that's, that's true. That's, that's also happened. actually happened. Is and Parkin on the rig today? Do you know? That's crazy. <laughs> But That's I've, crazy. you know, I've seen that with, I mean, that was one of the things that stood out to me when I did my first ride along was just the, the pace and the demeanor and, and all like, there's so many layers that can go into patient care mm-hmm. that isn't in the protocol, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, actually treating yeah. somebody yeah. with humanity and dignity, you know, and, and respect and all that stuff, you know? Right. So, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I understand. I know the protocols actually very well. Therefore, I know how to shift them, kind of shape shift them to each yeah. particular patient. I think the idea of like EMS, I hear this all the time, and I've said it myself, but it's like I just find it so untrue. Like, EMS is a good stepping stone. Like, whatever stepping stone means, it's like it's impressive that people can stay there like long term and still like have their sanity and can still like. Like, like, I agree. Like for me, yeah, I'm like three, three, four years, about. like max, and then I gotta like, you know, like, 
I think a lot of it kind of you kind of it brings up a lot of philosophical questions at least for me like I'm on the rig and then I'm like I really feel this passion for medicine I really want to go to medical school and I really think this is like where like I feel like I'm led to but at the same time it's like and I feel like this is like God's plan for my life but then you see you know an overdose or you see like uh, an arrest on somebody that's young and it's like man like does God really have a plan? Like, was that was it was it the plan for this ten year old to get ejected out of a car? Like, is that was that the plan for her life because her mom had a seizure? Right. You know, it's like, then you and then you kind of like, man, am I secure? And then you question your own safety, and you're like, oh man, like now I'm like super scared. I'm like, is this the right move? And then that's kind of like reminds something. me of what you shared with me yesterday. <laughs> I was just thinking, who is that, that guy? I don't even know who um, that guy is. I can't remember his name, but his organization is called Lions Not Sheep. And he's constantly little little blurbs like that. But this dude, I'll send it to you later. But what this guy is talking about is like being present in every single moment, in every relationship, every conversation, all of that. Because you don't know. Like, you don't know what's next. And at one point, he said, you could be dead by dinner. Yeah. I have no idea. But, you know, so, and people have asked, like, I'm 52. Why do you still... Like, why do you sit on the road? Why aren't you doing administrative stuff? You know, why? Because I can. That's why, That's why I sit yeah. on the road. <laughs> but, but, like... Um, also, I think it's a different... For you, I think it's different. You leading other people doing it also. Right. You're not flying a desk telling everybody. Right. It's you know? different. I can't... I, yeah, I wouldn't be good at that job. But... service or any Sunday and you could look around the room and you'd see the people that would take care of your wife make sure if you had kids they'd make sure your kids are going to be good and that's how I like I can like right now I can look out over the field where everyone's playing and I can see who how who and why my family would be secure so therefore I can just do every single shift fully and not worry about it and then you know, my wife, she doesn't, it's, when she says it, it sounds crass, like she doesn't care, but she doesn't worry on the day-to-day, like, if I'm going to come home, because she figures, why worry? What's it, what would be the point of, like, wasting her moments being present with her students or with our kids, worrying about what I got going on, you know? And that's the biggest thing, that I feel like they didn't, even in the EMS school, like, the operations part of it, and, like, how many, like, close calls just even just merely driving on the road like what's the percentage increase of like increased like likelihood of getting in a, even in an accident especially when you're running lights and you know oh, that's like, about just happened to you recently right it just happened to me on saturday i mean dude it happened really? to me like two weeks ago <laughs> i just got about got wasted i didn't get hit but almost man we just especially where we work it's like even though you it's clear or even if you have a green uh, even if you, you have a green people down. are still going it doesn't They're still going it's, it's like the fact that I gotta slow down to like 10 miles an hour on a green light is like incredible. it's crazy but those lights man they scare people and they don't know what to do so they make mistakes but they don't or they just aren't paying attention but yeah we were coming through an intersection going out towards went into Burton or something this lady just bombed right through and I was whatever happens all the time 
But you're right. All the little, all the close calls, you know. Times I've been. Oh, this is funny. So way back in the day, before Sarah Kern ever came on a ride along or anything, we were just kind of talking about it, and we would talk before and after service or whatever. And I was telling her about the day before, I went in this oldies house in I think like Evergreen Regency, which is, I mean, most of our listeners know, it's like Section 8 housing, it's a project. I go in there and just open the guy's door, I'm like, what's going on? And he took it as disrespectful and he was sitting in his chair and he like pulled his pistol out on me. I was like, you know, get out of my house. Okay. It was about, (laughs) about face and left. Well, I'm telling Sarah, and then she goes and tells Carrie. Well, she's actually telling her mom, who's talking to Carrie. <laughs> you know, he got a gun pulled out on me yesterday. And Carrie was like, "Who? Him? What?" <laughs> and then I got a little got a little shade from my wife because I didn't mention it. But there's some <laughs> things I just don't bring up. You came home all intact. I was good. I would probably want to know that. Well, because there's yeah. there's usually I tell Kelly usually almost every call, but there's like two or three calls that I just haven't told her about. And yeah, like, and that that's good. That's good discernment. Yeah, but to it, know it, the it, things you can and can't share. It's like who do you almost like confide? Like it's like I know what's really nice though. I feel like about at least people we work with is that it's a crazy call. We're, we're really good at like I feel like kind of leaning on your partner and just kind of talking about right. oh, what went well, yeah. what didn't go so well. Yeah. And this has been such a humbling experience for me. Like, like even in my EMS class, I was like, I graduated at the top of my class and then I get on the road and I'm like, dude, I am a freaking idiot. Like, <laughs> I know, like, like there's some days where I'm like, man, I feel good. I think I got all my, like, I'm doing good. And there's like calls that like will throw you for a loop and you're like, oh, oh my yeah. gosh, I know nothing. And it's just like this humbling, like, experience and then I feel like that's just life you just have it on like a thousand percent notch higher I was lost on my partner the other day and I was like dude I feel like I still have imposter syndrome like yes I did my training yes I did well on my you know NREMT I showed up to all my clinicals I tried my best but I'm wearing the uniform I'm in the rig I am the guy like I can't like go to a call and be like someone call an ambulance because like I am the ambulance (laughs) that's true and it's like and honestly, even working basic trucks, I've like I've learned so much about just riding on a basic rig, just like having that discernment, and it's it's tough. Like you really you really question and afterwards. You're like, did I make the right call? What went well? And like, is this my fault? And then I just I have to come to terms. Like I did my best in that very moment. Hindsight's twenty twenty, but I just gotta move on. Especially if somebody is a perfectionist. I'm literally a perfectionist. Like if I don't get an A oh, yeah. in my class, like I think I'm like, you know, naturally like failing. Oh, that EMS, that threw that right out the window. Like oh, I, yeah, 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 I just yeah. accept my mistakes. Well, I think that's the, <laughs> you've kind of talked about that before too. Like the, the expectation not being, I'm going in fixing everything. Oh. I'm going in and responding and doing what I can do. Yeah, that's all you can do is you know, can do what you can don't do. Don't put that pressure on yourself, you know, because you've, You've done with excellence each stage. And I see that in you now. The way that you are fully engaged and fully taking ownership of everything that you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. The, the questions that you have and how you're rolling, you know, and you're asking Jim and all this stuff, that, that displays excellence. That's not pride, that's just navigating it as you go and that's all you I mean you're right that's all you can do everybody you're doing doing an incredible job I appreciate that literally I think I I took my 
it was crazy because I, I did clinicals and then literally like in the middle of my clinicals I found out like my aunt passed away. That was super tough. And like it was November, so like Kelly, we were all like removing to this apartment, we're moving all of our stuff, getting ready for the wedding. Literally, I take my final for the course like two days before my wedding, and then like or no, it was the day before. And the next day I like get married, and then go on the honeymoon, come back, I take the national registry, and then I, we've been married for like two weeks, and then boom, I start like EMS, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is crazy. Now right. I'm like. Have, now I'm like this husband, but also at the same time I have all these new questions and everything I thought I knew is completely out the door. Throw that in the garbage, and you're like, then you get like this weird bitterness, and you're like, how do I, what should I think? And I'm just like, ah. yeah. <laughs> how do I perceive the world in the most accurate way that I can without wanting to like be angry? <laughs> you know, yeah. so tough. Especially <laughs> as yeah. a newlywed too. Like Kelly's been great. And, like, really Does she out. have questions and stuff like that? What's that? Does she have questions? And, like, no, she's like, I totally get it. Like I, or like as far as like, she's like, I'll never understand fully what you're going through, but like, I definitely don't think you're crazy. Which is even simple stuff like that is like, yeah, it's super reassuring. What? Like, yeah. Well, kind of what you, Pastor Carl, talked about before, like ministry they're kind of the grief mops on the other side so right. i think that in some ways kelly kind of has a, a really important perspective the similarities too. that you guys will find as you she's as your marriage person. goes and as you work through this stuff together the similarities between like being doing ems and doing ministry yeah. are crazy and just like same thing same thing like we've had conversations before with the pastors where it'd be like the complaints that come up yeah, exactly. And and they're like, <laughs> you're like, were you here for the message? I mean, well, <laughs> like, what happened? Like, literally, the message this week answers all those questions. There, boss. Uh-huh. <laughs> Take another round through yeah, that. Run, <laughs> run the podcast version. Yeah, one more time. Get back with us, but like, yeah, yeah, it's. Well, even on one side, like, an example of you responded to, you know. The family situation and Kelly could potentially be ministering to the kid of that family that that's happening yeah. with you know yeah. like just the idea that there's so many there's so many things I think for me I've learned that like man like the human body one is super weird and complex and two like so many things can go wrong and three right like, man like there is so much to medicine that I like you have like you don't know what you don't know until like you get exposed to it. Like you know, I'm like you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, like you don't know yeah. what you don't know. Right. And like Well there's still stuff that we don't know. And there's, there's still stuff we don't know. I mean the nineties they finally were able to do brain scans and see yeah, how the brain perfect. responds under different things and trauma right. and all this stuff and how it heals and resp- yeah. Like, so we're still learning so much, you know. Right, like I did this too to like you know work on the weekends, but too like there's a lot of logistical reasons, and also I was like I want the skill to like like my heart is breaking more than I realized I ever would going into this field because I went in and I was like I want to deal with there's a lot of intrinsic things that I wanted to get out of it like I wanted like somebody's dying my operating table or something's going wrong like I want to I already have that pressure and what that is like way back when so like when I get there. But to see the state of like people's lives and like how I live, and it's just like I literally feels like 
man, I'm going to a different country for work, and I come home, and it's like, oh, <laughs> it's yes. like I literally feel like I just like went on a plane ride, like, uh-huh. but I just drove like down, you know, I-75 for right. for a little bit and just hopped off an exit. It's like it's crazy. I understand. It's so weird. <laughs> it's exactly how it is. The first couple shifts, I'm like, I walked into my house, and I was like, oh, back to reality, and then I was like, right. wait, which one? Wait. Yeah, which reality? It's like, like living a double still, life. Is this fake or is this like? Or You're Batman I, now. Am I the reality? You've yeah. Got two lives now. Yeah. <laughs> but how do you? You're you know you disciple people and like I'm sure there's a lot of questions that you've had and you had to deal with through the years and especially running a house church. It's like, dude, how do you like? How do you just say so solid and like? Is it your? Per- I know you like in general. Jim Parkin's just like, yeah, man, he's a going guy. Like, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, it's whatever, you know. So, like, he's got his vans and his baseball yeah. cap. He looks super square when he's doing security at the church, you know? Like, yeah. It's like, how do you stay solid for real, though? Well, strategically, I, I keep myself around, like, the veteran community and the first responders. Um, and so that is, it's been super helpful to me that, like... It's wild, because you know how with the shift schedules and stuff like that, that I literally spend more time with my partner than I do with my family. Yeah. And vice versa. And now, like, we do church together at my house, so it's even more time spent with that dude than... Oh, he goes to... I did not know that. So, like, like when we went there for our interviews and stuff, we told him, like, we didn't actually interview together. We'll be interviewing together. We do everything together. We even do church together. We That's do everything as a crew. Yeah. But a lot of it is just just keeping my circle small. Just keeping within the people who who give me the grace to flip out. You know. You I know. know. Oh, sorry. Like early on going here, and, and probably in a season that I wasn't really quite ready. group and I had come off a call it wasn't necessarily well it's gonna sound worse than it was but basically this person's all of their blood was out of them yeah. but it wasn't anything traumatic it was just oh it was like, like uh like a GI bleed or something oh, of that yeah, nature okay. but it was gross and it looked horrible and it was it took a long time and back then I was still trying to figure out that kind of like you're doing the weird double life spatial awareness trick and so I was already freaked out going to the call because I was going to be late for life group and I have to lead it and all the things and then all this stuff goes down and I get there and everybody's like literally standing in my kitchen and I walk in and someone actually clapped at me good we've been waiting for you to be here so you can pray so we can eat. And I was, yeah, I was like, went like, I was angry, slid into a bit of a panic attack. Unfortunately, Jason Hiddle was there and just like instantly stepped in and, and, you know, but I needed, I needed some space. I needed some time and stuff like that. So like those things will happen, but like now, now it's just because the people I'm around already know like we've known Chandler so long now they know they they like if I need to be you know freaked out then it's whatever but and so that's so like the long you know to make a long story even longer it's just I've created circles of people who 
who understand. So when is the when is your house show? You said Monday nights, right? Yep, Monday nights. Like starting six. in the fall, because like like I said, I'm going to school literally Monday through Fridays and pulling 24s on the sat on every Saturday. So like literally, I can't go. I can't go to church. Like I'm literally gonna be working like morning shift to morning shift and then coming home like when church starts I'm gonna, that's when I'll be sleeping right. and so like and then I need that day to like kind of like catch up on sleep and then just so I can go to school Monday to Friday and then right. you know and I think I, I have my school because like what, what time like is it in the, at, or at in the evening 6 o'clock at night I have my I'm trying to think like my last class Okay, sweet. So my last class on Monday is a bio. I have a bio lab. It's at 4:50. Okay. It ends at 4:50. So then that would be perfect. Yeah. So and they usually do food. Sometimes yeah. they do smoked mac and cheese or something. Yeah, right. we cook. Tacos well, and soup and stuff. But I'll have to you do see, that. the idea is that since we're gonna be eating dinner around then anyway, just make much for everybody. So yeah. speaking of that, a little plug. So what we're gonna be doing this next season is really investing a lot of the uh, Lighthouse Experiment treasure into MMR because the culture there is more accepting of this than my last agency. You know, so as a, as a kickoff to this, on 4th of July in the morning, like super early, my partner and I are going to make a bunch of breakfast burritos and bring them up there for people. Oh, yes! That'll be awesome. And then, and then we'll do stuff going on from there but that would be really cool I, uh, I think somebody a couple people from MMR actually I invited uh, I think they're coming to church this Sunday that's cool and so I was like look that's cool yeah, I had a partner like man I've been looking for a church and I'm like dude like just look, look, check just, it out check it out dude and so I got two people got a hard baseline and flashing lights that remind me of a night shift but yeah. it was there. just really awesome <laughs> just to have like those conversations and like asking that's people fair. Don't that's know. fair right how yeah. I deal with stuff like people who don't know dealers it's like I've literally asked them like how do you do this long term like what is your strategy what do you like and it's cool to see everybody's different perspectives like and I guess some some partners are really accepting and some partners are like they almost like they're like accepting of it but it's like that's such a weird question because like nobody asks like that question it's just like right and that's so that's been kind of the problem and you know we're seeing in the past couple of years lots of suicide in the first responder community and that's why, because no one ever talks about that. No one ever says, like, how do you download some of this stuff? You know, I do it by doing a podcast and, yeah. and that kind of stuff. But there's people that fully don't have any way to offload any of this stuff, you know, other than to party. And that ends up horrible, so. And it really doesn't help you decompress anything. No. It's been nice to have like at least somebody like you like in the field because like I can't imagine even like the little conversations we have had. Right. Just like, hey, you're not crazy. I've been this. I've done this. Like, <laughs> yes. you know, for 20 years. Like, just like, 18. Years. Sorry, 18 years. 18 years. <laughs> I guess we can round up. I don't mind. But round up. Sorry. <laughs> it's but, it's yeah. fun though because then even when I ran into you and stuff, you'll like share and talk about it and it's. It's really cool, yeah, it's, you know, because there's such a grace that all these guys have given us, you know. Um, it's just, it's really treasured. It's really respected yeah. and appreciated because kind of going back to what you said, you don't know if you don't know. You don't right. know if you've seen it. And so there are moments that people are going to say really dumb stuff because you, you don't know. 
and there have been so many gracious moments where you and Carrie or Leanne or Jay, you know or whoever have said well you know that had a helpful conversation about it instead of just yes I just it's just funny because I always think about that same time so listen man so when COVID when it was first like lockdowns like early COVID like March to June 2020 COVID so like all the stuff was happening at once like I think this was even further into it than that because this is post like post George Floyd it happened so now okay, okay. all the protests and all the things are all the stuff is well, happening well it was past enough that you were like back in our you would come over to our house we right. had something together right and yeah. everybody come over to our house yeah, so dude. it was enough months right beyond so that so we were kind of doing yeah. that stuff again but there's still like, should you wear a mask? Should you not? Oh, so the opera face. All the stuff. And I came in. Like, I what are my rights? What should I do as a citizen, as a mom? Like, what? Right. And I was like, you know what I don't want to do is keep having the same five conversations. And Ashley's response to that dude was, just tell me then, should we wear a mask when we go out? I was like, do what you want to do. Do what you want to do. <laughs> That was such a weird time because of the messaging, and, and that was it. You know, I talk to people now that we kind of light at the end of the tunnel a little bit. Just, I think, the horrible messaging to begin with. And then it went, like everything does, went full political. But, like, yeah. like the physics behind why you would wear a mask in a situation like this were spot on. The physics of the mask and the six-foot rule science it makes perfect simple math sense but there was so much flipping and flapping and opinions of people who don't know yeah. like diddly about medicine putting their two cents in and then all the socials are blowing oh, up it's hilarious. It's and it just like the filter of that you know kind of the i think that's what turned us into being to where it was hard to catch up with yeah. and keep up with yeah. you know but like so when people would ask me early on about that, like, why mask, why six feet? I'm like, well, okay, because when you cough, the average cough or sneeze travels four feet. So six feet keeps you outside that window. So the mask, if you're going to get close talking, because yeah. it's going to help keep those particles in. But, but my rights. <laughs> like, okay, dude. That, that's like another thing, too. Like, I, like, because... We already know what type, like, the side that most of the people at our church kind of affiliate with. <laughs> and it's like, and it's just like, bro. <laughs> like, and that's fine. But, and, like, there's a lot of, I just think it's genuine ignorance. Like, and they have no, like, I don't know. It's just, it gets frustrating sometimes a lot, a lot of times, even my own family, like, not my immediate family, but, like, people that I'm really close with and they just say some dumb things and I'm just like mm. yeah and that's just that's it man like yeah pick your battles yeah exactly <laughs> I don't even battles. at this point because I, I went through a time when I would be ready to fight that fight but it's not it's whatever I personally am like most veterans what we what we like to call politically homeless so I just just whatever there's such a disconnect between that space on the East Coast and actual Americans. So it doesn't even matter, really. But, but, the but it can put a damper on trying to have a conversation. Yeah. 
important thing is like what are actual storms of life because then like like i can sit like my life is super good and there's a lot of well i thought were storms like like what i thought were storms in my life i look back now and i'm like wow or did you just level up that was leveled up you just leveled up homie like i don't have maggots on me i have good food and, and I have clean water and I have shoes that go on my feet. I can take my wife out on a date and I don't live in a house that has broken windows and the roof is caving in. Yeah. Right. And it's like, dude. Right, man. That's a lot is, is but just But then the Bible talks about is not, is not life more than what we're going to wear and what we're going to eat. But that man shouldn't live by bread alone but everything, everywhere. So, yeah, all those physical needs are important and do matter and do affect our seasons. But God always wants to go to the heart. So now what you see and what you're experiencing and his heart in you now, like, it's all the levels. It's not just, you know, it's, it's how we navigate those seasons. Because I might go through a season that has A, B, or C in it and learn faithfulness or learn courage or something in a different capacity, whereas it might trigger that, that, that type of season for somebody learning learning those skills would require a different right. event. And it's not like for me, I get mad at other people. It's more like I'm in a season where I'm like, I'm kind of mad at myself for like thinking that my life was hard at certain times. And I'm like having oh, yeah. grace. Like I look back and I'm like, dude, like I know nothing. Like I thought I knew something. I know nothing. Like I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that's just, that's life. That's just coming up and just being in, yeah, you can't be down on yourself for that. And also, no, as a parent, I wouldn't take my seven-year-old to most of those calls. So, you know, as a parent, I feel like your parents have done a pretty good job. Oh, to, absolutely. You know, so, you know, I don't know. I don't think you need to really question, like, where you've come from so much as it gives you a solid ground to take your next step from, you know? Yeah, and I, and I love and that. And it's obviously making you so much more compassionate and thoughtful about all of it, too. Yeah, I guess I get the biggest thing is having, like, I have such a passion for these people and in medicine, but like also I get angry and it's like sometimes I get confused with like passion and anger, but also hurt at the same time. And it's like, it's all in this weird like jar of emotion. And I'm just like, Bleh. like sometimes I just come home, I take my boots off or sometimes I'll sit my, like before I come into the house, I just sit in my car for like 10, 15 minutes after even a 30 minute drive home. I'm just like, I had a weird day and I don't know what to feel. I'm just going <laughs> to like let this out right here. And as soon as I turn the car off, back to being a husband right you know it's tough dude you know it reminds me of remember when we had adam myers on yeah and he was trying to separate his military life and reassimilate to being civilian adam mm -hmm. and he when we were talking it was really cool he kind of had this epiphany of like oh wait i don't need to like turn back into civilian adam i can take the tools that i've taken right and so I, I think that, you know, keep taking what you're, what you're building. It's building another, it's building your capacity. It's building your resiliency. And I believe it makes you a better friend, a better husband, a better person in our community because of your willingness to be excellent in what you're doing. Yeah, I feel you're like. You're doing great. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, I just feel like with that imposter syndrome, it's like, 
I'm brand new. Like I haven't scratched even the surface of this. And it's just like man, like like I have sincere, deep appreciation for people like Jim or people who've been in for like five years, ten years. It's just like wow, like that is incredible. Like that is. And I know that one day when I'm wearing, like, when I'm a doctor, I'm literally gonna like, I have such a soft spot in my heart for EMS, and it's just like, yeah, it's the two ends of the healthcare industry. I feel like they're just so vastly different. Like, oh, it's, some yeah. of the doctors have no idea like what EMS is like, and it's just like, there's a, I feel like there's this discrepancy like within different healthcare fields, even within healthcare systems. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Flint's just a different beast. I don't know. Maybe Flint that's is it's like its own country. Yeah, <laughs> the country of Flint. <laughs> but it's yeah. But you know the thing is too. Remember, I was new once too. I had to start from not knowing anything about anything. Think it was okay to put some paddles on someone about to shock them and standing in water on a full arrest. I didn't know. I was, you know, all this stuff is just like nearly two decades just of knowledge of picking stuff up along the way. So, sounds like everyone's gone inside. Let's start wrapping it up. We'll get this for the end of the evening wrap-up. I think they're so. going to do announcements and giveaways and stuff like that. I know my son was a little bummed that there, apparently the first letter of somebody's name last night was an I, and he got all excited, and it wasn't. He's like, I didn't win anything tonight, so maybe my buddy will win something tonight. <laughs> I love that kid. It's, it's, it's wild cool. how upset they get they don't win. I know. Anyway, well, this was really cool. I'm yeah. really glad that we sat outside and did this. And this is our first live in person face to face episode in, in, a, in a couple years since COVID. Wow, that's crazy. All right, that's wild. I, I will just say, kind of closing thought this was really good for my soul this week to sit on my community church grounds and stuff and hang out. Just good perspective it's good to like talk about all of this like life stuff and uh yeah thanks for letting me walk on dude <laughs> literally walked on the I show, I love the show guys. it was not so. planned for me to be here i just kind of was like i want to i want to watch you guys i'm like oh come on yeah, yeah yeah come hang out right. with us yeah so. well yeah no this is a good episode no other guys are you're gonna drop to florida i'm sorry that i'm I'm laughing near you, not at you, <laughs> or with you. I, just hey, you. I've I've had to tell people like I know I'm not crazy. I know I know I've planned this and this and this, and now I'm just gonna go with the flow of what Convoy Hope of Leader, you know, would say. It's just you just mm-hmm. make your best plan, and yeah. that's that's all I can do. And I'll be able to look back and be like, hey, remember that one time I drove all my children across the country, yeah. but not across, but like across, yeah. Yep. It's all good. I'm building resiliency, Jim. Yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> uh, all right, well, we'll close it out with that. Thanks for Austin for jumping on with us. Um, thank you, Kingdom Builders and Freedom Center Church, for your continued love and support. And your kids can still come, right? If you hear this on oh, yeah. Thursday. Yeah. Uh, you know what? No, because by that time, really, why bother? But whatever. <laughs> like, scratch that whole thing like don't bring them on Thursday for the first time find another BBS in there that's the thing man you can get your kids listen listen you can put your kids in all of them run the whole circuit for the summer 
that's what we used to do. Our kids are a little older now, so it doesn't really make logistical sense. But back in the day, we would do the whole circuit, every church, every VBS, for like a month and a half, day nights. I'm telling you what, word. All right, <laughs> see you next time. <laughs> that's great.